Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Welcome to part 11 of the Impact series, which celebrates the power of one, the power of one person to make a difference. We've met students across the U.S. from Let's, Erica's Lighthouse, and Active Minds. Now, we're going to hear from Allison Malman, the woman who founded Active Minds, an organization that is destroying stigma at colleges across the country. In this podcast, the first half of my interview with Allison, she will tell us three things. First, what inspired her to start Active Minds, then tips for listeners who have mentally ill siblings, and finally, Advice for those of us grieving the suicide of a loved one. My name is Allison Malman. I am 30 years old. I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania, which is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and Sociology. What is your occupation? I currently run Active Minds, Inc. I'm Active Minds' executive director. I established Active Minds as a nonprofit organization shortly after graduating from college in late 2003. How many chapters does AM have? A little over 330 chapters. Of our 330 chapters, there are about 320 different colleges and then 10 different high schools. I was motivated to start Active Minds because when I was a freshman in college, I lost my brother Brian to suicide. Uh, Brian had also been a college student who had started experiencing some pretty severe mental health difficulties. Our best diagnosis was schizoaffective disorder, a combination of depression and schizophrenia. And he started experiencing it in his freshman year when he was in college. Finally went and sought help for it from his school's counseling services in his senior year. Uh, And at that point, he took a voluntary leave of absence from school that ended up taking his life about a year and a half later. I was a freshman in college when he died, and I just got very entrenched in learning about what happened with his life and his death. and, And I found out that the fact that he became ill with a mental health disorder in his college years was not that unique. But I also noted that there just was not any conversation about mental health going on. And I was motivated to just kind of change the culture on my campus and get students who were suffering the way my brother Brian had suffered to seek help before it was too late for them. So I started a student group in my institution at the University of Pennsylvania when I was an undergrad. And then when I graduated, recognized that this was something that was far bigger than me and my story and my brother Brian and his story. And so I decided then to start the nonprofit organization in order to develop and support other chapters of that student group on campuses around the country. The very first meeting I held of Active Minds when I was an undergraduate student, we had three people there. It was myself, it was my roommate, and it was my roommate's friend. Um, And so it was a pretty overwhelming situation in the beginning. So we we have grown now from three people in our first group and to now uh, about 600 that come to our national conference from our 330 plus chapters. What advice do you have for someone listening who has a mentally ill sibling? We're all in different situations, and nobody can tell you exactly how to feel 
or exactly how to act. And there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. And in so many ways, you should trust yourself and trust your relationship. I found with my relationship with my brother Brian, I really struggled because I was his younger sister. But at some time during his illness, I felt like he was younger, more immature than me. I had always defined myself as being his younger sister. But then I realized that what he really wanted and, and what our relationship was really based on was a mutual respect for each other. So it didn't really matter what was going on in his head or how he was acting, but he deserved my respect as I deserved his. I would recommend to anybody who has a sibling with mental illness to, to trust yourself and to get the support that you need as a sibling. I really needed to reach out to my friends and my family, and that was okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your brother's personality? Absolutely. I would love to talk about Brian. I think, uh, as anybody who has experienced suicide would tell you, we love to talk about the loved ones that we've lost. And, and it's not just about how they died, but it's how they lived. Brian was a very outgoing, funny, smart, smart guy, but in a way that was very personable. He was always part of a ton of student groups and had a bunch of friends, but would also never have to spend a minute on homework, whereas I would be toiling away, you know, trying to get all my math problems completed and spending hours and hours of studying. Brian just got it, and he just knew it. He had this really quick wit. He rose to be a sports editor of a campus newspaper, to become a president of an acapella group, just because he kind of commanded that kind of respect, and people just really adored him. I think that Brian's status as especially bright student made it hard for him and for everybody to really understand that he could be struggling as much as he was with a mental health disorder. For so many reasons, we often don't think that that people can be sick, whatever that may be, or can be struggling. Maybe they have celebrity and they have no reason to struggle, or they've got a lot of money, and so why would they need to, you know, why would they need to struggle? With somebody like Brian, he was so smart that you would never imagine that something like this could happen to him. He was so smart, he was able to figure out a way to conceal and mask his symptoms from people around him. And I think a lot of that was his personal level of stigma, and a lot of it was how other people may view mental health disorders. The story of just wanting to be perfect and wanting other people not to know that there may be something wrong or there's something that you know need to get help for is a story that I hear too often. And I know that contributed very significantly to my brother's story and, and his experiences and that he didn't seek help for his struggles until his senior year when he actually started experiencing it in his freshman year. And that lag time between his onset and, and when he finally felt comfortable getting help was really what motivated me to get this conversation going on campus. Maybe if he had gotten help earlier, he would still be with us today. Do you have any advice for those of us who are now grieving the suicide of someone we love? Be open, recognizing that you may have some bad days, and that's quite all right to let yourself have some bad days. To be open to having good experiences. One of the things that I really struggled with after I lost my brother was feeling as though I was never allowed to be happy again. Because who was I to be happy because of look at how he had suffered and look at how he had passed away. Anytime that something good happened, I felt guilty. So I would say to be, be open to the bad days, be open to the good days, and be open to talking about that person that you lost. Sometimes it can feel really painful, but it's when things are kept quiet that it becomes that much more painful.
To conclude, we learned two things today. First, if you have a mentally ill sibling, trust your instincts, trust your relationship, and get support for yourself. Second, if you've lost someone to suicide, allow yourself to have good days and bad days and talk about it. Don't keep this to yourself. Friends, the Impact series is almost over. To hear other inspirational stories, hear parts 1 through 10 on the FlipSwitch site. And tune in next week for the second half of Allison's interview in part 12. She will share tips for teachers and students who want to make a difference. To learn more about Active Minds, visit activeminds.org. You can always hear other Flip Switch podcasts and read my blogs by visiting www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at flipswitchteens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.